Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week here at Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host and an above knee amputee, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. All right. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode here this week at Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm Angie, and yes, I am an above-knee amputee. I will be going on five years since my amputation, and I am here to discuss what happens during my personal journey in hopes that it helps, empowers, or gives you an advocate, someone in your corner when you go through what you're going through. And like I've said in the past, you know, my first and ultimate goal was you know, I'm going through this and I feel like I've come out the other side doing pretty well, uh, making the goals that I wanted, setting and making those goals and living a, a good life, no regrets, no looking back, wishing something different had happened, okay with my decision to amputate because it was my decision ultimately. And I'm using that journey to help other amputees. But what I have found out is as I speak, I realize that so many of the things that I talk about actually pertain to anybody going through any hard times, which I think is kind of ironic because just because you're an amputee doesn't mean you don't have other issues. And just because you're not an amputee doesn't mean what I'm talking about wouldn't work for whatever you're dealing with. And so I have friends on both ends of the spectrum, amputees, recent amputees, and those people that are just struggling medically. Um, and so I'm hoping what you hear being here today, I, I, if you're new, welcome. I hope this helps you. I hope you know someone you can share this with. Um, if you're a student going into this field, I hope this helps you and you share it with other students because you know, I really would love to spread the positivity of becoming an amputee because it isn't necessarily a really bad thing. And my journey and a couple other people that I have met through this journey have proven to me time and time again that just because we become amputees doesn't mean we, we live a lesser life or that we have issues that can't be overcome. Um, and so I'm really kind of hoping that with this podcast, you learn a little bit more about amputee life if you're curious about it or if you're living it and you're struggling. I hope this empowers you to, to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. If there's ever really an end, it kind of just keeps going. <laughs> last week, if you listened, last week was called Are You Listening? And it was really about delving into listening to your gut and listening to what you are feeling inside when it comes to several things, whether it is the medical relationship you are in with your prosthetist, your surgeon, uh, even your general practitioner. If they're not hearing you or listening to you and your gut is telling you that you deserve better or there, there has to be someone that's listens that's, that does this, you're probably right. And I want you to start listening to your gut. And you really kind of know, I don't think you really need to get into such a bad place that it's impossible to reverse the damage done before you start listening. But it's also that same feeling of, if I had known this before, I probably would have eliminated it. You know, the hindsight. 
So you don't want to wait too long. And I say this because I know several people going through battles with infection and doctors not listening and they kind of are feeling something that is unsettling to them and they want answers, but they're not sure how to, to turn that corner. And if you have people that are listening to you, when you speak these words and what you're going through with all honesty, burying it all, you will probably hear the answer in the way you're speaking. Sometimes it just takes the one good friend to sit down and let you just spew everything you're going through for them to say, you hear yourself, right? You're struggling with this. Why don't you just get a second opinion? Or why don't you change doctors? Or why don't you see somebody else? And those are those aha moments that you finally get. And so I hope that you're finding people like that. If you missed it last week, I really hope you'll jump into that. I also said last week that if you waited till this week, that I was going to have a challenge. And this week, I'm going to talk about the secrets to my success. And I measure my success different, right? Success, like pain, is different levels for different people. For some people, success might be not having to use their wheelchair anymore. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It might be on crutches or cane or walker. For other people, success might be making the Paralympic team. And for others, it's somewhere in that range between not being on the couch and being an Olympic athlete. And so there is a wide range of what success means to you. For me, it is setting goals, achieving those goals so I can set more goals and keep plugging forward, but doing it in a way that radiates love, positivity, acceptance where I'm at, and drawing other people in to help them achieve the same things. So that is my definition for success for me. And I wanted to take you through the idea of getting a prosthetic. And we've talked about this before in this podcast. It's People think the amputation is the hardest part. And then once you wake up, all is good. You heal and you start walking, right? And no big deal. The problem is, is no one understands what it's like to throw on a prosthetic and try to walk again with something attached to your leg like you're some robot. And there is a whole mass of learning curve that goes with that. Not to mention the dealing of wounds and pain and nerve issues nerve damage, phantom sensation, phantom pains, and just the way things work, not to mention strength. So if you were already weak before your surgery and now you don't have a leg, you not only have to learn to walk with something attached to you, which feels very foreign, you also have to have the strength to muster that that big, huge prosthetic through every step. And it may not seem like a lot, but I know that with a lot of the girls I talk to, just getting through, I mean, one of their things is I pushed a cart through the grocery store the other day. That is huge because they let go of walkers and canes and crutches and walked on their own two feet, bearing most of the weight. It's really weird, but having a walker versus a shopping cart, there is a different weight bearing. If you've ever gotten a shopping cart and try to jump on the back, you know how quickly you can pop a wheelie. 
Well, imagine someone struggling to put weight through a prosthetic using an empty shopping cart and pushing into it to kind of relieve that pressure. They can't. So, you know, for some people, that's a huge, huge thing that they all of a sudden can do. What I did, because my goals were long-term, meaning, well, short-term was I wanted to ski not even four months after my surgery, three months after my surgery. But the big long-term goal was a 10K a year after my surgery and with people, okay? So being in a massive crowd of people that could trip me or not see my leg, you'd be surprised how many people, when you're in a sea of people, they don't look down and see what the feet are in front of them. So to have a running blade on that's really, you know, wobbly and crazy, um, that's a huge thing. So an added stressor. But what I did was this. The fastest way I know to learn a task, any task, is to just do it, right? Easier said than done when it's a prosthetic and you're learning how to ignite a knee. Now for me, again, I said I know I'm an above knee amputee, so I have a missing knee joint and a missing ankle joint. Two joints are missing. And for me, the first thing was after three months of having 10 pounds missing, my leg was missing, um, you lose a lot in those three months. You lose a lot of muscle. And there's nothing just working basic small muscles that you use for walking. So then you add on a 10 to 12 pound prosthetic and then whatever the shoe is that you put on, which at first clunky, solid base shoes, they're heavy. And so you're, you put that on and it feels like someone just cemented your foot in a huge cement block. They're going to throw you over and into the ocean where you're going to drown because it drops you to the ground. That's what it feels like. So you take a couple steps around your house and you're puffing, huffing and puffing. You go outside and you try to go down your driveway. Again, you are thinking you've just run a marathon. Your heart's like, whoa, I can't take this. So I, I say this, but you know, the first time I put mine on, um, I was told by people, Hey, you know what? Sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do and suck it up. And the first time I got my prosthetic, I walked out the door and the next day we were heading to California. So I didn't even have a chance to go see a PT. And I would highly suggest anybody with a new prosthetic going to a physical therapist that specializes with amputees, um, and working with prosthetics, prosthesis, because they understand the nuances and the, the mechanics behind it. And they have the uh, equipment in their um, repertoire to help you safely navigate walking and running and things like that. So I didn't have that because we were on our way on a vacation. And I spent a week in California, Catalina Island, doing the whole thing, walking with my prosthetic without any guidelines. None. I'm like, well, I can do this. And so what I did was the night before I walked around my dining room, just trying to ignite my knee. And when I say ignite my knee, the knee on an electronic prosthetic doesn't just bend for you automatically. It's a slow bend. It is meant to be slow. So you don't just collapse if you don't get your foot out in front of you. And so you can go quickly if you use your hip and you hip your your you throw your hip forward like you should in a walk but you know you're an adult you don't really think about the the mechanics of walking like you did when you were a little little kiddo 
and you have to ignite that hip thrust forward to make the knee bend quick enough to keep up with your pace. So I did that for a little bit till I was igniting it more and more because you do it once and the next step would be a stiff leg and you'd almost trip because you thought your foot was going to come up and instead it hits the ground. So that's a little frightening. So then you're worried the next time won't work. And so then it doesn't because you're not putting your weight in, you're not putting your hip through and there's a, a, a plenty of things that could happen. But I did that all night, got myself ready and then went on our trip. And I don't believe I had, I used just a cane. I did not want to have crutches out in public. I just figured I would, and I didn't want to bring a walker. So I used a cane and, you know, held onto my husband's arm on one side, cane on the other side. So I was balanced. And then I'd give it a try every once in a while by myself, just a cane or just nothing. And I got pretty good at it. The problem was I didn't do it well and didn't do it correctly and I was bruising my femur inside my socket like something fierce, like so bad that it would take several steps to numb the pain with what our body floods are, are, are the hormones that are released to stop the pain. And it would be okay for a while and it would be numb. And then after a while, I'd be like, I can't go anymore. I'm getting really tired and it's really starting to hurt again. Then I would sit down and it was like, finally, oh, the relief of not having pressure. And we'd have sit and have lunch. And then I'd have to get up and I couldn't put my weight into my socket. And it was the first few steps were like an old lady trying to get up and get moving. I just I couldn't get up. I felt like everything was stiff. And I would muscle through like five or six awkward steps. So embarrassing until my body's hormones would flood with a pain relief kind of system. And we would play that game all week until I went to PT right after that week and said, I am bruising myself up. Let me see what you're doing. He said, fine. He goes, well, this is why you're doing this. He tweaked a few things in my way I was using my hip and the pain didn't go away right away because I was bruised, but I knew I was on the right path because I was relieving a lot of that that was happening. So that was my first step into becoming successful. But that isn't the story that's important to me to convey to you today. What's important to me is to tell you that you got to be careful. Like for me, that was okay. I, I didn't have wound issues prior to the surgery. I wasn't having wound issues post-amputation. That is me. Some of you I know got amputations and you are having wound care issues and and you struggle with infections, you have other autoimmune system issues, you need to take care of your body the way you know. That's why that last week was listening to your gut. People will tell you, this is the only way, this is how you do it. Especially if you get on Facebook and say, hey, I need help, this is hurting badly. What are you guys doing, is this normal? And people will tell you, suck it up, just go through, but they don't know your story. So please be careful when you ask for blind advice. They don't know your situation, your age, your uh, athletic ability, your other medical issues, your support, your family support, your dynamics at home, how long you've been struggling with pain or issues. There are so many parts to that, is this normal? That that is just a really ugly say, I hate that word, like, is this normal? There's no such thing as normal. Your journey is your journey and it is similar to others, but yours is yours.
And I say that because I know too many people that listen to that person that blindly gives major advice, like they know everything. And I never want to be that person on here. And that's why I always preface everything I say with, this is my journey. Make sure you hear your own body and do what's right for you, please. And if you're not sure, talk to your doctor, not another amputee or some neighbor that thinks they know everything because they've tried everything else with their medical issues. You are unique. Your doctor knows you. You know your body. Listen to them. Listen to all that. But what does help in any task, in anything you do in life, is you've heard practice makes perfect. Not necessarily perfect, but what I was taught taught when I was in karate, where I got myself hurt in the first place, was that practice makes permanence. So you want to practice walking well. Don't get lazy. When you get lazy, take a break because then you practice bad posture, bad gait, um, and, and all that. But permanence, that is the key. The more you use your leg, the more permanent that feeling becomes. And like muscle memory, it will get easier over time. And also your muscles will start to build up the small muscle twitches you need to be able to lug through a huge prosthetic. So how did I do that? Because you know what? I hate treadmills. I mean, if you love them, that is a great way. Put it on slow and practice your gait. Get on a treadmill. But I hate them. So I wanted to get out and walk. Well, the problem with just walking in our neighborhood is obviously different textures of cement, brick, curbs, ramps. You have to be careful. Um, Each step can be a little different, but it is also all the same Every step hits the same spot. When you walk a straight path on your street, you're hitting your foot the same way. Well, for me, that was a real struggle. And I'm the kind of person that likes a carrot put in front of me. I like I like doing something for my own ego and to build me up. But I really, really, when it comes to walking like that, I like the carrot in front of me, the extrinsic rewards. So before they became really popular at COVID, back when I had my amputation in 2019, that year, I must have amassed 10 virtual races. And now I'd say maybe more like eight. I've got probably about 16 under my belt now. um, And I've really slowed down this last year on doing them. But virtual races. And I would do big ones like this one's a three month one and you have to get 150 miles. So what would I do? I would see when my start date was, when the end date was, how many days is that? Divide that by that amount of miles. What do I have to do every day to hit that? And I promised myself, and you can join these groups. So you do, you, you, order the medal, you order the race bib, you get into that group, and then they send you a link to become a part of a special Facebook group where people cheer each other on and they're all going for the same goal. I will guarantee you there are no other amputees really doing those. I was the only one in hundreds on those first few big ones. And people would say, you motivate me by what you're doing. And I'd say, well, thank you. That motivates me more. So it's a win-win, right? But I would 
post a picture of me and I would state in no uncertain terms, I am doing this to, so I can get used to using my prosthetic and I will make all these miles. The first one was anytime I'm in it, I'm counting every step towards my miles. So to get 150, I wouldn't go out and do two miles a day walking. I would try to amass two miles a day steps doing everything. And it might be a a short walk. Maybe it's a half mile walk. But what else did I do? I hit the grocery store. I cleaned up our house. I did the laundry, took the dog out. You know, all those steps I would put together and I would calculate my miles day by day. Then my next big one was... I am only doing this 175 mile one with my prosthetic on and only counting true, I'm going for a walk, walks. Like I'm getting out and I'm moving. And some of it included hiking because I really wanted to hike again here in Arizona. It was beautiful and I wanted to hike in the fall. And I would not allow me to count my daily steps, but only the steps I did by the miles I put on doing exercise. And then the third one was another 150 miler. And that one I posted on that Facebook group. It was the same group each time they did these big ones four times a year, the spring, the summer, the fall, and the winter ones, all between 150, 175 miles each one, usually three to four months, obviously. And that one I said, I'm only counting miles I do in my running blade and those I counted steps too because the running blade just walking in the running blade is a chore and so I would literally drive to the grocery store in my running blade and do the groceries in the store in my running blade open hinged and everything and I would and any steps I took in my running blade that's what I counted and when I posted that on social media it made me accountable for what I was doing and I wouldn't let myself down and I wouldn't let myself cheat. So I didn't want to cheat myself. I wouldn't shortchange myself, but guess what it did do? It made me get my leg on every morning and focus on the goal at hand. And that literally became my ultimate goal every day. How many miles did I do? How many miles? And I would tell my husband, I've done this many miles today. I put this many steps in today. I was back up to 18,000 steps. You know, in a prosthetic, that is a lot of steps. Some of you aren't even getting 18,000 when you have two legs. So that is how I got good, in my mind, good, good enough right now at that time in my prosthetic. Just practice, practice, practice. But the best part was that while I was doing that, I was getting rewarded with these really cool medals. Then I started branching out and going, okay, I've done the big ones. What happens if I do a 5K? Look at this one, a rising phoenix. That's a really cool symbol for rising out of the ashes and starting life over, right? That's what I did. And that was my like feeling like a warrior medal that I was working towards. But it was 5K, which meant I would go out and in one shot, I would do 3.2 miles. No matter what it took me to do it, running blade, where I ran and walked, or just out walking 3.2 miles. And if you know anything about me, my first year was great, but right after my first year, I developed a really bad symptomatic neuroma. And a year after my amputation, I had to go into a plastic surgeon and I had to have a huge uh, incision in the back of my hamstring, a huge four inch neuroma taken out 
sewn back up and then another area where he did that and looked for another neuroma in the front of my leg same same leg the residual limb and reconnect nerves into muscle which is a tmr surgery and i did that a year after healing so a year after a surgery is pretty much considered tissues healed and here i was again stepping backwards and having to go through that and wait for healing before i could wear my prosthetic but i'll tell you what the journey to get to that point was all based on not giving up putting my leg on every morning and saying this is what i'm doing this is the only way to get better and to learn how to deal with the ups and downs of a prosthetic fit and i did i went through a lot of prosthetics i mean there's pictures you've seen on on my my social media page and everything of me sitting behind all my sockets i think i've had a total of like 15 or 16 sockets and most of those were done in the first three three and a half years and so it's a lot of change on your leg and your skin um, when you're changing your prosthetic socket out every couple months um, it's like getting brand new shoes every time and having to break them in and then you break them in and then it doesn't fit because you've already outgrown it or undergrown it um, as you atrophy and you lose weight <clears throat> so here is my challenge the fact is is it's that time of year right and i know you guys I'm the same way. This is the time of year where you're going to parties, you're celebrating, you might be drinking a little bit more because everybody's got wine and cocktails everywhere. And you're going to a lot of family get-togethers, Thanksgiving's coming, then you got Christmas, and this is when everybody kind of tanks on their goal setting. So I'm here to challenge you today. Now, at the end of my, po uh, my podcast, I always do a call to action. This one's gonna be a challenge um, a challenge call to action. And um, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be posting on all my different social media platforms a race that I am going to do. I'm going to register for and I'm going to get it handled and, and get it done um, by the end of the year. By 2023, I'm going to finish 2023 strong and thinking of my own physical health, which will then aid in my mental and emotional health. And I am not going to allow myself to succumb to eating garbage, gaining weight, and feeling bad about myself and not getting out and being active. It, here in Arizona, this is the best time to be active. I know for some of you, this is going to be a huge challenge. If you are struggling medically or you have an amputation, I will tell you, you could still do this challenge because you know what? There are more ways than, to skin a cat than outside running or walking a, a virtual race. Races can be a recumbent bike, a normal bike, going hiking, swimming, walking. You can uh, do a row machine. You can do a treadmill. You can do a hand cycle if your legs are not working for you. Um, let's see, there are other things. What are other things I was thinking about doing? Um, you could do paddle boarding, kayaking kind of things, depending on where you live, surfing. Um, but the sky's the limit. You can do whatever it takes to gain miles towards this race. And the one that I have picked, I really love. I've never seen it before, and I love it. It is a very warrior mentality medal that I think you guys are going to love. It has the word fierce in it. I think you're going to love it. Um, 
I don't believe it is more geared towards women, but it might be. It's not the Wonder Woman race. I did do that one, but I want you to join my team. So I want you to be looking on my social media platforms um, through either TikTok or Facebook or Instagram for how to sign up to be on my team. And then we can set out to hit this goal before 2023 ends. Now, like I said, some of you are like, well, that's great, but you know what? I, I'm laid up. I can't do anything. What is the one thing you can do with what is working that will keep you feeling optimistic and keep you in a healthy state of mind? And like I said, some people cannot use their bottom half of their body. So what can you do? You know, maybe you uh, challenge yourself to do so many workouts, like an hour workout is, I don't know, we had an equation on this, so many miles. So if you can do upper body biceps, triceps, you can do bands, and you every 15 minutes you count that as a mile or something, then maybe you can get this handled. And I just, no excuses, that's where it's at. And that's the only reason that I was able to be successful is because I know that in the last five years, the days that I've had excuses are the days that I usually feel like crap about myself because excuses are a dime a dozen. Anybody can make an excuse why they didn't get to the gym, didn't get out to do this, that, or the other. It is the strong warrior personality that says there are no excuses. I can do this. And the the benefit of that is not only are you breaking free of a negative behavior, the benefits on the other end, once you have actually done the task at hand, is one of completion and you're, you feel great about yourself and it's it makes you rise up and say, I can do this. There are many times I didn't want to go to the gym, but thank God my boys would push me and I'd get to the gym not feeling it and I'd start doing a little workout then a good song would come on in my hair, AirPods. And all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I worked out an hour and I left sore, tired, but the good sore. And I was like, thank God I went. So this is me challenging you to rise up and be a warrior right now. The hardest time of the year, we can all come up with excuses. I have too much on my plate. I'm doing too much. You know what? If it is push-ups, sit-ups, or planks, leg raises, next to your bed, right before you go to bed every night, then that is what your goal is. That little bit, I am telling you honestly, when I was laid up and I didn't have my prosthetic right after surgery, I was doing push-ups with one leg. I was doing sit-ups, one leg, and I was doing all that. And I'll tell you what, that got me strong and ready for the challenges ahead. And the challenges were trying to muscle through a big prosthetic now that my leg was weaker. So you can do it. There is nothing that is going to block you except you. So if you are ready for a challenge, I want you to bust out of that way. And I think what I'm going to try to do is put a link in this um, on my website, www.bawarrior360.com, where I post this. I'm going to put a link to sign up for the race I'm going to do. And it's a virtual race. We can connect on social media, but it is do it at your own time, your own pace and how you can do it. And then set the goal that by 2023, it's done. And that when you get that medal, 
you are going to just be so in love with the process. And then the next thing you'll know, like me, I don't need that as much anymore. I get one every once in a while, but only because I am already comfortable in my leg. I don't really need to work on that. But every once in a while, I need to kickstart a better habit because even I will get to the point of sitting around on my butt and doing nothing. When we lost our dog two weeks ago, I was drained, emotionally drained, and I didn't do anything but cuddle with my other one. And it got very comfortable after two weeks. Um, The one week was because, it was actually three weeks, one week was because she was not well at all and I was just loving on her. And then when she passed, I was so grief stricken, I couldn't move. And so I spent a week of that and then another week just loving on my other pup who I realized missed her too. So you can easily get caught up in a very bad spiral downward and then you add in all the holiday events and the the hoopla and the I don't have time, I don't have time scheduling. And I get it. I'm the person that throws like 15 parties in two months to see how many I can get in and we're traveling. But I am going to do this. I am, this is for me. This I'm doing for me. And when I do something that's for me, that's healthy, then I'm also doing it for my friends and family because then I'm going to be healthier, which means I'm going to be around longer for everybody. I think that's a good thing. You know, some days I think my husband's like, oy vey, but he sticks with me through thick and thin. And I want to be around for him and my boys for a long, long time, which means I need to make sure that I'm staying healthy now so that I don't struggle when I turn 70, 80, 90 years old. So who's with me? I'm looking for warriors. I want people that want to make a change and want to start with one step at a time. And if you need help and you're not sure how you can do it, reach out to me. I'm going to try to build the team on social media so we can all stay connected as we go through it, lifting each other up on the hard days and praising each other on the wonderful things we're accomplishing as a team. So I'm looking for people that are struggling right now. And you don't have to be an amputee. You don't. If you are struggling and you want to start a positive mindset and a positive, healthy lifestyle and not be that first January 1st person that's doing a, a New Year's Eve or New Year's Day goals, don't do that. Those resolutions fizzle after two months max. Start now. If you can do something healthy and positive daily between now and the end of the year when it's the hardest because of our schedules and all the things that go on, then January will be a breeze and you won't be starting 10 pounds heavier. You're going to be starting or continuing where you left off feeling good and great about yourself and loving yourself. So let's do this together. And if you are struggling with fears, understand that that is part of a challenge. There are going to be things that scare you about challenging yourself to 100 miles sounds like a lot. But you can do this. Even if you're an amputee just learning to walk, you count every step you're in your prosthetic. That way you are rewarding yourself for the things that you want to be able to accomplish without thinking about it a couple years down the road. I don't think about my leg. I put it on in the morning. I don't think anything else of it. It is a part of me. It is my body. It is not a foreign object anymore. And that's just my life. But that did not happen overnight. That happened literally with doing these small challenges throughout the first couple of years. 
and rewarding myself with external rewards, but then ultimately the most amazing internal reward, which was accepting my leg the way it is and moving forward as if nothing had changed. So who's with me? Let's do this, Warriors. I need you on my team. I want to see how many people we can get on this team. I want to grow this to be a huge, huge thing. So look for the link in my podcast here, but also look on Instagram or on Facebook for the link to be there because I will be throwing the challenge up on my social media. So if you're not following me, both places, I'm BA Warrior 360. And if you look that up and start following me, you'll see the updates on things like this and my podcasts each week. And if you haven't subscribed or shared, could you please do so? I'm really trying to grow my audience of for positivity and um, hoping I can reach more and more people each week. Um, it, it means so much to me to be able to reach out and make a difference in one person's life. And you know, if you know someone that's really struggling in any respect, amputee or not, and you want them to have a dose, please share my podcast with them, share my my social media with them. Um, The more the merrier, and Warriors Unite, let's do this. Let's hit this challenge head on and end 2023 feeling our best. All right, love y'all. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.